0: Racing. Green light, they're set to go. Green light's on. Set for a start.
1: Kablens is holding on. Cut, glory for Kablens! But it is all heart style Rico, and he is going to absolutely bolt the Melbourne Cup in. A massive time of year as we count down to one of the biggest Greyhound meets for the year the Australian Cup meeting at the Meadows this Saturday night. It is going to be a massive night of Greyhound racing. The Group 1 Superstayers, the Group 1 Fanta Bale Superstay as that is in the Australian Cup it doesn't get any bigger and it doesn't get any better than this. This is a massive episode of the Greenlight on Premier Racing podcast I must say we've got a phantom call, we've got an in-depth preview, we've got a chat to a couple of the key players as well but the show's that big I thought I can't do this on my own so I've welcomed in a co-host and a very good one at that Molly Haynes, Molly Shaw how are you going? I'm
2: very good thank you very much for having me and uh, look James I don't think there's any secret that the Australian Cup Carnival is well, has been one of my favorites for a very long time. It's the reason I met my husband. It's the reason that I've got a love affair with the Tem Lee. So <laughs> I really cannot wait.
1: I thought you were going to say a reason I've got a love affair with James. Not, no, not me, oh. James Shaw. <laughs>
2: no, no, James Shaw, not James Van <laughs> No, that's it. And when you were
1: going to say Tim Lee, I thought, well, it would make sense because you met. So how, how did it all happen? Uh, let, let's not worry about the racing just yet. What, you were over <laughs> here with Zellemar Fever, is that right? And that was, what, four, five, six years ago?
2: yeah I reckon it was six or seven seven years ago potentially I was over here and um we took out the tem Lee but I met James that night I think he actually drove me home and uh, for anyone who knows James knows he's a very very quiet character <laughs> but um, managed to get a few words out of him and the the rest has kind of blossomed from there
1: yeah it works it's it's worked for him that's for sure <laughs> hey they, they do say they do say that opposites attract and if James is quiet you're probably the opposite aren't you
2: yeah. Yeah. Look, I do like my own space, but at the same time, I love chatting to people. I love hearing their spor- their stories. And I suppose that's why I'm in the role I'm in.
1: Not sure if you were able to catch up with the show uh, from Sandown Park Thursday. Um, I mentioned that I had a haircut and my wife's been cutting my hair for <laughs> God knows how long. And normally does a pretty good job, and I save. I was saying twenty five dollars a month. I think I've worked it out. But she's made a meal of this last one. Anyway, the the story goes on. I'm just giving the listeners a bit of an update. I went to Coles this morning to buy some groceries, and as I went through the counter, the lovely lady there, she said to me, "Oh, she goes, your hair looks wonderful. It's nice and short, and this and that." She gave me a a really good push, and and I I don't think it was sarcastic either. And I thought, well, I, I feel terrible because I've jumped on the podcast Thursday, bagged out my wife, saying she's done a terrible job, and as it turns out. Apparently it's not too bad. What do you think Molly?
2: Look, I did listen to that episode and I thought it was pretty rough. You're having a good crack of Chloe? She's been good <laughs> enough to do your hair. Yeah. I think suck up and spend the $25 and do it yourself. One less job that she has to do. I'll, she, I'll, she can do something at that
1: time. <laughs> I was going to say, I realistically should just back pay her the $25 a month for the last three or four years. And I think I think we could call it uh, call it square. Hey, let's get onto the racing now. Australian Cup meeting, huge program. But before we uh, take a look at the preview, let's review back from last week. Run of the week. Run of the week, and because it's such a big, uh, a big show, this one, the Greenlight on Premier Racing podcast, Australian Cup edition, I thought there would be two runs of the week. The first one we're looking at or listening to is Mpunga Ruby, and this was just a smashing win from what I believe is the best stayer in the nation. Racing. And Mpunga Ruby jumped away
0: pretty well. It's about midfield settling down. Going out fast there would have been Flaming Rush to take the lead, settling down. It's Flaming Rush leading by about five lengths now. Mpunga Ruby sliding through on the inside out of his second, followed by Overflow Lisa. Then came Huda Diva gap in the race. Hears Tears, followed further back by Stay Strong and Queen Redeemer. gate to the back on the final round. It's Flaming Rush, the leader, four in front. Mpunga Ruby setting it after it, followed then by Overflow Lisa. Huda Diva, followed then by Here's Tears and Stay Strong coming on. Off the back and flaming rust, the leader. Trying very hard now is Mapunga Ruby on the outside. The favour is moving up to tackle. Three lengths away. Overflow Lisa storming down the outside. Mapunga Ruby took the lead though. Mapunga Ruby beat overflow Lisa and third home would be here's tears. Followed then by Huda
1: And there she was, Mapunga Ruby Molly. What, a, what an unbelievable run because she was five, six lengths off the lead early. She was crowded up but that staying ability, you just can't underestimate that.
2: Oh, I have to agree with you. And I, I do also agree that she's probably the best day going around at the moment. She's, she's certainly got the talent. It's just when she decides to turn up, you really know she's going to be there. And, look, I think on um, Saturday night, this is really her race to lose. This is she, She's got the talent. She's got the speed. She's just got to do it.
1: Yeah, she's going to be an odds-on favourite, and I think rightfully so. And I do believe, without giving too much away, I think she'll justify that quote. Moving on to the second of our runs of the week. This week, two runs of the week. And this is Zippy Tesla. I've picked him out as the biggest runner of, of all of the Australian Cup heats. Here he is, winning from box number five, the last greyhound to qualify for the Australian Cup.
0: Slow to get away faster. Impulse by going up past. There would have been Lara Ivory moving up quickly. Impulse by again down on the first turn. There would have been Zara Ivan going to the back straight of the lead. Here was Lara Ivory. Zippy Tesla zoomed up on the inside. And the silver chief winner dash to the lead down. Raced away five in front. Over Zyron Bale followed further back by Impulse by next to the outside. Well grounded. Lara Ivory followed by Kalinda Patty and also Luxton Baum in the straight though. And Zippy Tesla's going great guns tearing away. Wins at six or seven. Zyron second third in the race would be Impulse,
1: a... and that was enormous, Molly. Uh, I'm almost losing my voice, it was that big. He ran home 11.70. Um, I've been a bit of a, a section breakdown, I'm going to call myself a king, because I, I love breaking down the sections of the run homes and, and things like that, and I honestly haven't seen a run quicker than 11.70, so that's how hard he hit the line from box five in that Oscar Cup
2: feel like he's got a little bit of Dyna double one about him. You know, he's a greyhound that can succeed and has succeeded over 500, but you just can't wait for him to take that that step up. And, look, he's a dog with a lot of talent, and I, I really think he was a deserved run of the week.
1: Yeah, I think so. <laughs> <And> <laughs> he's, he's won that by seven and a half lengths, and he was, he was only 526 hitting that first corner in sixth position, and yet he railed. Yeah, he got a, a beautiful rails run, but... Oh, look, 29.75 from where he was. It's probably a, a fair statement to say he's a bit like a diner double one. And I might almost go a little bit further and say he's even stronger. And when he gets to 600, maybe even one day to 700, I think he'll be near unbeatable, Zippy Tesla.
2: Oh, I have to agree with you there. He's He's got the staff out. He's got the, the staff factor, without a doubt.
1: That was a bit of star power and factor mixed together there, wasn't it? I know. I
2: couldn't <laughs> quite get my words out there. <laughs> Speaking
1: of uh, that, let's take a look now at the preview. We're going to focus on the, uh, the two big ones, the Group 1 Australian Cup and the Fantabale Superstayers. Saturday's preview. you got to love that, uh, that lead-in, don't you, Molly? Saturday's preview. I won- <laughs> yeah, I,
2: I, I wonder whose voice that is. Yeah, I know. I, actually, I should
1: put it out there to see if anyone can guess uh, guess who does my stingers, but I, I can tell you it's not actually me. I know a lot of people think it's me putting on a voice, but that's uh, that's not the case. Hey, let's break down the two feature races. We'll start with the Superstayers and then we'll move on to the Australian Cup with a runner-by-runner preview. And at the end of this preview, I'll quickly go through and give my uh, winners, hopefully, for the other ten races of the program. Starting with race 6 the Phantom Bale Superstayers final. Group 1 level 725 metres. It's a great field. Overflow Lisa's drawn box number 1. What do you make of her chances for Rob Camilleri?
2: Look, I think, you know, it's gonna be similar to last week, really. She was beaten by Mapunga Ruby and I probably see it being the same way um on Saturday night. She 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 does succeed from from middle boxes, although she hasn't won from box one. She's had a couple of wins from box two and then three from box three. So if anyone can do it, it's going to be overflow Lisa, but I do think it's gonna play out quite similarly to uh last week in the heat. And
1: she's a daughter of Rip and Sam who who probably hasn't got the accolades at stud that he maybe deserves. He hasn't had a whole heap of litters and here he is producing a greyhound that's won 18 of 63 and and almost 100,000 in stakes earnings as well.
2: Well, oh, without a doubt. And look, when you think stud careers, you don't necessarily think gripping Sam as being the most successful, but it's no surprise he's throwing a greyhound with, with enormous strength.
1: Orca drawn box number two for, for, I guess you could say, hobby trainer Steve Nagy. He's only got a small team. And, and I don't think in the, the years I've been involved in greyhound racing, he's had one as good as Orca. He, he caused an upset. He was almost 40 to 1 to win his heat, and he just kept going last week.
2: He sure did, and it was a, it was a monster effort. And I think there were plenty of people cheering him on. So, I think it's going to be very tough this week. He does like his inside boxes. But, yeah, it's, it's going to be a, a tough one in this group one.
1: Yeah, he's a kind of greyhound that's never too far away, and he's drawn box two, so he is, he is somewhat of a chance at a big price. Flying Lantern, drawn box three. Well, when you see the Ivers combination with uh, a Britain, they normally go well. And, and this greyhound here, look, he, he's, he's a hard one to catch, Flying Lantern, but he has caught a big motor, and, and that for his first go over the 700 last week was a huge performance.
2: And look, you you always question what they're going to do next start over 700. It's the you know the age-old question that we've had ever since you know we've been doing form. So figuring out how he's going to back up is going to be the next story, but you've hit the nail on the head. When you see Britons and Ivers, you you think of some amazing greyhounds mm. that have combined. So it'll, it'll be interesting to see what this dog does as he steps up over to the 700 and continues.
1: Yeah, Mapunga Ruby, drawn box number four. I think she's the best stayer in the country right now, although there is a, a great Rayhan, I'm not sure if you've you've seen much of from from New South Wales that made a a, a dynamic staying debut over the 700 at Weddy Park this week. So keep an eye on that one. But apart from that, I think Mpunga Ruby's got the runs on the board. And uh, look, from box two, two starts to go in the Zoom top was just crowded at the start. That's the only concern with Mpunga Ruby. But I prefer her drawn the centre of the track because she does like to use a little bit first. Um, I think the five will lead the race. I think she's going to lob leaders back. And if she does that... I think she's got panels on her rival. She should come away and win it by a couple of lengths.
2: She really should. It should be, a you know, a, almost a last or at least a midfield to first kind of performance that we yeah. should see from her. Um, look, she's she's a star. It's just whether she turns up. The The only concern I can really see is that there is a bit of speed in this so if she does get caught up too much, you just don't know whether she's mm. she's not going to be able to make that run through. But she's certainly got the talent on this field.
1: That's a good point. There's probably two or three that are going to lead her out early. Even Flying Lantern could as well, and one who definitely will is Fernando's Quest. here eight eighty-five. This greyhound reeled off to the first section at the Meadows over six hundred five runs ago. That's enough to lead a sprint field quite easily. So you would expect he will lead. He seems pretty consistent. He backed up second go over the seven hundred with a a good win last week. So he's going to be the front runner and he's the runner to catch.
2: He sure is. And isn't he a spectacular looking dog? I was looking at at him in the stir up area on Saturday night before the heats. And I was just caught by his gorgeous fawn color. He almost looks like a beer on a hot day. Just that beautiful, (laughs) deep, for, and I say a hot day because, you know, when you really want a beer or you really want to drink, he just looked absolutely spectacular. Um, it, it is, again, he's had, what, two or three starts now over 700. Will he be able to continue to step up? You don't know, but he's going to be in the lead.
1: I'm not sure if you're talking about your husband or Fernando's quest there. I think, <laughs> I think your husband looks a bit like a warm, a cold beer on a warm day too. <laughs> I don't know,
2: he's pretty pale.
1: <laughs> mixed recall, box number six. Uh, this greyhound's a, a bit of a star from uh, from Queensland. Jamie Hosking. Oh, I think Jamie's the trainer who was originally training at Darwin. Then he moved to, to take it a bit more seriously and went to Brisbane. And here he is in a, in a group one with mixed recall. He raced in the Zoom top. He had no luck. But clearly this greyhound, she's getting better with the more look she has at the meadows and she was only what three three and a half lengths behind what Mapungarubi ruby was able to do
2: absolutely you can't i suppose underestimate experience on the track especially mm. when you're stepping up to group level so this dog's had, well, she's had two starts now at the meadows in a row she's obviously had that victory in her heat it only means she's going to gain confidence from there
1: sir truculent i'd absolutely written him <laughs> off um if you watch his run at angle park on the 10th of feb you will you'll grab your pen and throw it at the wall and say he's he's just about done he's had 110 starts now um he's coming to the end and, and then he comes across just nine days later and, and he almost runs the race of his life and he's just a competitor isn't he sir truculent
2: he sure is and have a look at his have a listen to his winning stats from box one he's won nine times box two five times three three times Four, four, uh, four three times five, six times, six, five times, seven, seven times, and then eight, six times. He's won from literally every box mm. on more than multiple occasions. He's a star. He's the pride of South Australia. We can't go past that. They'll all be cheering for him. I don't know whether he's quite up to beating punga Ruby, uh, but, look, he's in it. And you can't discount him like you learnt last week. Yes,
1: he's, he's an old warrior, isn't he? It was a big run last week. Hey, Bexman, Al Strong, box number eight. Look, probably a little bit out class, but then the run for a first up over seven hundred at the Meadows in the heat last week was good. But that was from the red. I, I just get the feeling she's going to have to work a lot harder if she is going to put herself into the race from box eight.
2: Without a doubt, look, box draws. Although I, I've I've kind of made the statement that in uh, over seven hundred, there's certainly more more room to kind of. Uh, for box draws to be forgiven, but I do think it's just going to be a bit too hard with this class of dogs for Bex Manelli.
1: Here's tears, Draco, Bale, the reserves. Who wins? Are we are we that confident? Mpunga, Ruby just bolts away with this one.
2: Yeah, I, I've, mm. I'm finding it really hard to to go past Mapunga Ruby.
1: If we're not tipping Mapunga Ruby when we're looking for value, or we're playing a a same race multi or something along those lines, what what do you think we could throw in to to try and get a little bit of value? Because I think they're betting about 170 on the corpse at the moment with Mapunga Ruby, which is probably look, it's not a bad price, but it's hard to get rich backing something at a dollar seventy. Always gamble responsibly. But what do you think we could play a same race multi with here?
2: I really don't hate the like Fernando's quest. You, you think uh, you think leaders when when you want to look for outside chances. In my eyes, anyway, I'm not sure what Fernando Fernando's quest is paying at the moment, but but maybe it's worth dabbling with with the foreign beauty.
1: I'm happy with that. The the grey hair that looks like a beer on a on a warm day. <laughs> uh, yeah, all right, done. Fernando's quest to run top four. Um, because we expect we'll lead a Mpunga Ruby to win. So that'll be the same race multi will play on the Superstar. It's now time to take a look at the Australian Cup. It's a Group 1, $300,000 to the winner, and it's just one of those races that I think are on every single greyhound trainer's to-do list. They want to win a Melbourne Cup. They want to win an Australian Cup. They're, they're the great races, and this field lives up to that, doesn't it? Orlando's drawn the red. Dafsa sent 2. Zippy Tesla 3. Lala Kiwi 4. Immunity 5. Paddy Wants Pat's in box six, Gypsy Buns seven, Titan Blazer eight. And Molly, you know my saying, you can always tell the strength of a race by the reserves. And I don't think they get any bigger than this. Aston Rupee is the first reserve, the greatest potential greyhound of all time. And and Rickett and Rick drawn box number 10. Let's start with Orlando. He was a, a huge upset from box four and he's drawn well in the red.
2: He sure is. He absolutely loves the Cherries one on three occasions there, but I have to do make a bit of a mention to his trainer, Lee Moore, is that um, he drives taxis for disability um, groups around the Bendigo region. So he does great work. He's always got a, you know, a handful of nice dogs and I think um, he deserves being in, in this group one and he's certainly going along the ride. But saying that, I I do think it's going to be very hard for Orlando. I'm stoked he's in the field, but I just don't necessarily think he's going to be winning, even though he does have that advantage from box one.
1: It was a huge step up though last week. I mean, a couple of runs ago, you'd say he's no chance to win an Australian Cup. And, and last week, look, he's still got to find again. He's probably got to improve what he did in the last seven days again to to really put himself into it. But I think he's overs considering he's drawn the red. He's, he's over 20-1, to 1, and, and he was only three or four lengths off the quickest qualifier. Daph Sassan, the first of Team Daily's runners' uh, race book order, They've got half the field, which is an extraordinary effort. Uh, 29.80 from Box 5 last week, drawn better this week and and has gone 29.73 at the Meadows back in November of last year. So she's a a little bit of a smoky, this one.
2: She sure is. And, boy, she's got some guts about her too. She got squeezed out of the boxes from Box 5 in in her heat last week and she just pushed through. There's not much of her. She's, what, about 20 – I want to say she's 26, 27 kilos. 28. 28. Well, I was around about anyway she's 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 certainly not a a big greyhound and gosh she had some guts in that heat so you, you, you can't discount her purely because she was able to push through what she did I think it is worth going back and watching the replay how she pushed through was really really eye catching
1: good chance to uh, promote the watchdog uh, app here molly how, how do the how do the punters uh, go back and watch that replay there's only one way to do it isn't there
2: Exactly. You can go go to the watchdog app. It's in the in the app store. And then what you can do, you can go back through the media section, or you can just search Dax's name, and and that'll come up with their last start.
1: It's my favorite app. Um, you know how if you, if you have an iPhone or, or a certain phone, you can you can tell your screen time and then it tells you it breaks down how long you spend on it. You should see mine on the Watchdog app. It's, I, I I waste time on there but it's so good you just can't get off it. Hey, Sippy Tesla um, look, he's extraordinary this dog. Uh, 29.75 as we said. Look, he needs luck. There's no doubting that. He'll be the last one to hit the ground early but he'll be the one that that when we see those little speeds on the screen, the GPS tracking, he'll be hitting speeds that no other greyhound hits late in the race. He is an extraordinary finisher.
2: He sure is, and I, I absolutely love seeing those speeds on the screen. It really, really does add to add to the viewing experience of these races at the Meadows and Sandown Park as well. But he is absolutely, absolutely a little powerhouse. It's just whether he's going to get through. You know, I had question marks as to whether he'd get through in the Silver Chief. He proved me wrong. He did it, and he did it very well. And there's no reason why he can't do it here, apart from the fact he's got Lala La Kiwi to potentially chase down. And and I think she's up there with with one of the most talented bitches that we've got around. The 500 at the
1: moment. Yeah, that's the challenge for Zippy Tesla to come from behind, Molly. But uh, it's it's hard to do when you've got a, as you say, Lala La Kiwi potentially in front running 2961.
2: Yeah, without a doubt. And look, the thing is that I love about Lala La Kiwi, she can create her own luck. And and that's what she's done in, in Heats and, and also that Melbourne Cup um, where she ran second too. She she knows what to do to get the job done like she did in the Heats last week.
1: She was honing in on Kablen's late in that, uh, that Melbourne Cup as well. <laughs> so if she leads, um, she's going to be huge to beat, La La Kiwi. Immunity, drawn box number five. Interesting to hear that the post-race chat with Jason Thompson. She's come on season twice, which has halted her career to an extent, but she's still been able to win 20 races from 34 and, we almost forget how good she is. You go back to her Ballarat run, she's gone twenty four four runs ago. Then she wins the heat of the Australian Cup in twenty nine seventy four. Look, the box draw makes it hard, but uh, she's, uh, she's owned by the Sea the Dream Syndicate, who are no stranger to Group 1 success. She's beautifully bred by KC and all. She's trained by one of the best trainers in the game, Jason Thompson. So she ticks a lot of boxes as well.
2: Oh, she sure does. It was funny. I, I really only clicked. I, I feel like immunity is still a baby in my eyes. Um, like she's still this young this young greyhound on the rise. But when Jason said, you know, she's had two seasonal spells, you think, oh, you know, there is a little bit of age behind her. And I love that he was saying it's not necessarily this week that we're going to see her perform um, at her absolute highest. It's, it's the weeks and the months to come. So I'm really looking forward to seeing what immunity can do. And, and I do think she's going to be a big player in this Australian Cup.
1: Mm, Paddy wants pats. He's named beautifully. He's uh, he loves to get pats. He I, I think he's the best Bred Greyhound on the track at the moment. He's by Black Magic Opal, who was a an absolute freak out of Striker Light, who was a, a group one winning machine. And and as I said, you know, Patty wants pats. You're not gonna find a better Bred Greyhound. There is just group ones everywhere where you look through those bloodlines
2: oh absolutely and you know i love the comparison i i think i was talking to cat ernst a couple of days ago and she was saying you know uphill jill has thrown uh the melbourne cup winner you know all melbourne cup winners but what can strike a light do could she be producing an australian cup winner and it's a very interesting comparison when strike a light and, and uphill jill were racing i don't know wh- about you but i was thinking you know three four years down the track when when we we're going to see their progeny and that's exactly what we're seeing now and they are living up to expectations without a doubt
1: yeah we spoke to Ray Border on the podcast a, a couple of uh, weeks ago and even he said he goes it's nice when you know breeding counts for something. Like, you, there are a couple of litters out there that have been beautifully bred that just haven't produced any good dogs. And, and like he was saying, it's nice when you see a perfectly bred dog do what a perfectly bred dog should do. And, and, and credit to Kelly Bravo as well. as has got Paddy Wants. Pat's absolutely airborne at the moment, winning the Ballarat Derby and now into an Oz Cup. Fourth runner for Team Daly's Gypsy Bun, drawn the seven. Uh, would, would need to spear the lids and lead if, uh, if Gypsy Bun is going to win from box number seven.
2: Oh, without a doubt. I I don't think there's uh, too many dogs who have won or if any dogs who have had 90 starts and then gone on to win an Australian Cup. It was funny, I was talking to George Daly um, about – about you know what the Dales have achieved breeding wise, they obviously relied heavily on the wheelers for so long, and then they decided that they 'd control their own destiny and and um, set up the breeding farm and and, and what not there. But he was saying he 's been waiting for gypsy bun to come in season he 's been saying righto when you come in season that's when you know, your racing career will come to an end and you'll head to the breeding barn. she hasn 't come in season she's in absolutely flying mm. form saying that the Australian Cup is very very hard for her to win.
1: Yeah, it's interesting uh, 90 starts and as you say she's into an Oz Cup and, and maybe last week was almost the run of her career so she's flying Titan Blazer for Danny Gibbons this is a good story in itself, former wrestler turned Greyhound trainer uh, has won 50% of his races he's now into another Group 1 and and look, he had everything go right with, uh, with his run last week, but we did hear in the post-race chat that, that he had a couple of issues through the week and that there might be a bit of room for improvement. And I think realistically, he is a pinky. He loves box number eight, but oh, look, it's going to be so hard to cross from out there against a field like this.
2: It sure is because I think he had box eight in the Warrigal Cup and I, I just thought it was going to fall in his in his lap really that Warrigal Cup but he just wasn't able to kind of step onto it so that kind of only leads me like gives me a few question marks heading into this Australian Cup what I do like which could be a bit of inside info uh, um, Danny Gibbons said uh, on Sunday during the box draw that he's going to hand over the handling reins to his beautiful wife Rebecca so hopefully a, a different set of hands might be able to really push him over for for that group, mm. um, group one victory.
1: They always go quicker for the girls, I find. Hey, the reserves, <laughs> Aston P, Rickett and Rick, who, who do you think will win the Australian Cup? It's a ripper field. There's so many different ways the race can be ran, but who, who do you think is going to win it?
2: I think La La Kiwi, this is her race. It really, really is. I think, I mean, nothing's going to change the fact she's probably going to be a star when she heads to into the breeding barn, but the Australian Cup, I think is going to go into La La Kiwi. And I really like the each way chances of immunity. When Jason Thompson says a dog's, a dog's flying and a dog's in great form, you take note and you listen.
1: Well, before I give my selection, I think it's time for a quick phantom call of the Australian Cup. And Obviously this will uh, this will decide who I believe will win the Australian Cup and how I think the race will be run. So they're set to go now. Green light for the Australian Cup. Stand by for a start. Set Racing. La La Kiwi left well from the centre. Immunity out quickly with Daff's to send. Orlando's holding up on the rail. Then Paddy wants Pat. Zippy Tesla. Titan Blazer. Gypsy bum. They couldn't get across. Down the back. La La Kiwi sped clear in the Oz Cup. Led by three. Immunity giving chase with Orlando. Zippy Tesla starting to get up on the rail. Then Paddy wants Pat's as they turn. La La Kiwi kick for home. Runners up in the Melbourne Cup. The winner of the Oz Cup. La La Kiwi storms. Clear, won it by two lengths. Sippy Tesla powered home second, Orlando third, maybe a nose to immunity. What do you think, Molly? Who wins? Lala La Kiwi does.
2: Absolutely love it. What a great Phantom Call. Oh. Now I know, I've always understood why people love it, but uh, this is certainly another <laughs> reason to get behind the Phantom Call.
1: Well, there you go. I am tipping Lala La Kiwi to win the Australian Cup. I think, look, she's going to make her own luck. I, I fear that Sippy Tesla could beat her. If he he lobs close enough, but I think Lala Kiwi will make her own luck and win the Australian Cup. So Lala Kiwi to beat Zibi Tesla, the order that I'm going with. And don't forget, there are a, a whole heap of other great races on the program, and here are my tips in the other races. The first race of the night, I think it's a tough one. There's a few that are drawn a bit upside down here. I'm tipping to Omaha Bale to win. Race two, I'm going for Aston Tango on top. I just think he's the, or she's the class runner of the field. Race three, the Vic Bread Maiden final. Group three, 25,000 to the winner. I'm going hometown hero number two. This is an outstanding field. There'll be a few group dogs out of this race, out. Standing lineup and and this looks a really promising one. Hometown hero, race four. I'm going with Aston Merritt, number four on top. I I do think Mapunga Mustangs going to run a, a big race, however, but I'll tip the four Aston Merritt to lead all of the way. Race five. I'm going Jarek Bale. Obviously the Fanta Bale Superstars. I've settled on Mapunga Ruby, Aston Rupi to win the Australian Cup consolation from box one. Lala Kiwi to win the Oz Cup. And then we round out the night. Race 9, Osprey Rose on top number 4. Race 10, I'm going 6, Impulse By. Back in class after a, a good third in a heat of the Oz Cup last week. And we round out the last two, I'm going... Devils 16, who drops in grade in the 11th and the last race of the night, race 12. Number one, Studley. I think your lob leader's back behind the check and, and might just be a little bit too good. It could be a, a good night for Lee Moore as he has Orlando in the Oz Cup. Well, Molly, it's, uh, it's been good fun having you on the, uh, the Green Light on Premier Racing podcast. But just before we let you go, I, I wanted to give you a, a good Greyhound joke that I've been working on
2: here we go you you, to hear you're it? a dad now it, you're you're a dad now it doesn't necessarily mean mean you need to pull out the dad jokes
1: i've always i've always been good at dad jokes even well before i had my little man Sonny. but my joke is this molly why can greyhounds or oh, i'll start again <laughs>
2: not, <laughs> make not, sure you leave that in
1: <laughs> not a good start was it um <laughs> i'm confused now um it is why do greyhounds struggle to dance
2: why do they?
1: Because they've got two left feet. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> That's it. Thanks, thanks. thanks for coming I'm
2: on. <laughs> I'm not laughing with you. I'm laughing at you.
1: I know, But at bad. least
2: you tried. Kudos for trying.
1: That's it. Well, hey, it's been a pleasure having you on the podcast, Molly. I hope we can do it again soon. And, and let's hope Mpunga Ruby and La La Kiwi, the blue box can absolutely dominate at uh, the Meadows on Saturday night. It's going to be good fun.
2: Thanks very much, James.
1: Inside Info. A man with a few live chances on Australian Cup night including the odds on favourite in the Superstayers final is Jeff Britton and he's been good enough to join us on Inside Info. How are you trekking, Jeff? Yeah, good, thanks. Mate, big night for you. Before we touch on the uh, the Fanta Bales Superstayers we'll touch on the uh, the country championship because you have a, a really promising Mapunga greyhound here, Mapunga Mustang. He's won 10 of 17 and it seems like every time you put him round, he's almost getting quicker. He got down to 24.85 at Warnable five starts ago, and he looks a, a really progressive type. Yeah, he's a nice
3: type. And, uh, you know, some of the, these times, though, they're, uh, you know, they're fast tracks and things like that. But he's uh, he's matching it with all the good young pups around, so you know, which looks really promising.
1: Box number five is obviously a challenge, but he seems to have a little bit of early pace. Does he need to, to be on the speed to win, do you think?
3: Yeah, you just need to be uh, in the first couple going around the first corner. That's all I worry about. And, uh, you know, I'd like to see him leading, but um, I think it might be hard with the four. He's pretty quick early. Mm. Uh and, but it might give him a good card across. So I think Five will, you know, where he is, he probably runs in the middle of the track there.
1: You've had some stars in the kennel over the years. Right now where Mapunga Mustang sitting out sitting at the moment, he's won ten of seventeen and he's ran those quick times. Do you do you rate him as potentially being one of the the better greyhounds you've trained or has he still got a little bit to, to go to get to that?
3: Well they're always got a, a lot to go, but at this stage, yes, you know, yeah. he, he has got pace and uh, it's wherever they can uh, you know get the longevity out of them but these days I just find that uh, you know it's very hard to keep a dog up for 50 starts and, yeah. uh, so if he can get those 50 starts all quiet when he starts he'll, he'll end up a, a really good dog I think
1: The uh, fifth race a special event 600 you've got a couple of live chances here Mpunga Warrior who, who took a tumble last start but he's obviously come through that well and he was in a, in a challenging position and you've got Weblek Jet Drawn Box 8 of the two who do you think the best chance and, and how do you see that race playing out
3: yeah, I Warrior drawn well and and webby get well, He's a very fast beginner in 600s and yeah, you know, you'll still probably have his work cut out to get across that field because it's just a super field.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's an outstanding lineup, and as you say, Jarek Bale off the inside, he he could be the runner to beat. The Fanta Bale's super stayers. It must be nice sitting at home, you know, from from last week the heats to, to this Saturday night. Going well, we we've got the best stayer in the country potentially, and and clearly the best greyhound in this final. How how has she gone over the last few days, and has it been business as normal for for Mapunga Ruby this week?
3: Yeah, look, it's, yeah, it's the same old, same old Groundhog Day. And, uh, but yeah, look, you know, she's, she's obviously, she's been the best dog running around lately in, in staying races, but I still worry about so much speed in the race. And, uh, you know, it's a little, I, I sort of likened it to Aston Rupee last week. You had a lot of speed mm-hmm. in the race. The best I get and, uh, but if you're going around the first corner running fourth and fifth, um, there's always, that, that worry of getting into trouble.
1: Yeah, and, look, uh, I think that the one advantage I see this week, Jeff, is you've got Orca in two who's got speed. Fernando's quest in five, I think, is the definite leader. So if Mpunga Ruby can just follow the tail of the yellow early, I think she's going to be mighty hard to beat.
3: Yeah, as I say, it, it's just one of those races where uh, you just hope she doesn't run into any severe trouble. And uh, so I'm just hoping she uh, gets a good run through.
1: Now, in the zoom top two weeks ago, she jumped from box two, Mapunga Ruby. She was crowded up. When you watch her from behind the boxes, does she does she like to get a little bit of room and, and push toward the centre of the track in the early part? Do you, do you feel? Well, she
3: did. I, I saw that mm. night and uh, she uh, she got off the track a little bit. And, uh, I was just concerned about her early part. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, what she has been doing, and she had a bit of you know, a bit of a freshen up. I thought she'd go well fresh and. Uh, it didn't work there that way. She ran straight into my other dog that was <laughs> the one. So um, they were in two and three and then, you know, there was an l- enormous pace from out wide in that race. So they just got buried back and, uh, you know, it was disappointing because I, I really thought she was, well boxed but it didn't turn
1: out that way well i think she's well boxed in four this week she can just hold that straight line early and be very very hard to beat hey just before we let you go jeff the the segment's called inside info on the green light on premier racing podcast do, do you have a nice youngster that we can follow and and call our own on the podcast moving forward
3: well i, I really have, i really haven't got a lot coming through um, it, we've got some nice pups that are around 16 months of age we We've got a lot coming through, so really we're going to wait till they get named. Um, it'll be the, the next letter after Mapunga Ruby. Okay, so, so we've got we've got about six of those, and uh, so they're trialling very well. But really. To give a name of a dog is really Mapunga Mustang to, to be yep. following him.
1: No, you have you've, you've passed the mark. You've given us more than enough, Jeff. We'll mark that litter. Next litter onto Mapunga Ruby, that's Mapunga Rosie. So we'll keep an eye on that litter and good luck with Mapunga Mustang. But most importantly, we're cheering for you to win the Super Stays with Mapunga Ruby. So thanks for your time, mate, and all the best.
3: No right, thanks, John. Inside info.
1: A double whammy of inside info as we count down to the Australian Cup meeting. And we've got Corey Heinrich on the line who's been good enough to join us. Uh, uh, a key representative, I wouldn't even say, I'd say the boss of the, the Daily Kennels. How are you, Corey?
4: Good thanks. I probably wouldn't claim that title, but yeah, we'll go with it.
1: <laughs> nah, that's all right. Hey, it must be a good thrill. You've you've got four runners into the Oz Cup final, half the field, and and they're all home breeds as well, and 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 they're all genuine chances.
4: Yeah, yeah, not wrong. I um, I think yeah, the Australian Cup this year is probably one of our favourites so far. So. <laughs>
1: it has turned out that way. How, how was it last week? You were, you were doing, I think most of the handling with the winners uh, at the Meadows last week. And were you, were you pinching yourself by the end of the night when they were, they were just continuing to win the way they were?
4: Oh, well, you wouldn't believe it. Oh, I have to give credit where credit's due. If, if I'm being honest, Josh and I handled the same amount of winners. So I can't claim that, but <laughs> yeah, the first, the first part of it, the first two races weren't very ideal. And I thought, well, Generally when that happens um we're in for a bad night and then yeah as as the night went on it just got better and better and finished off even better
1: now Dafsa ascends drawn closest to the inside in box number two 2980 from box five last week and she showed a real amount of fight in the early part because she was crowded up but she pushed through to lead and was a pretty gutsy performance
4: yeah bloody oath, she um she chased like a demon she goes real hard um I actually like her drawn off the check as well, if I'm honest. When the, when the box straw come out, I said, oh, I said, if, if there's a bit of a tangle-up or something, I said Little Ascend could maybe maybe snatch <laughs> it up, so...
1: Zippy Tesla, he, he looks an absolute beauty. He's, he's a lovely-looking dog, and his run last week was huge.
4: Yeah, yeah, he's, he's probably the, one of the strongest dogs we've got on this property at the minute, if I'm being honest, and he's one of Tom's absolute favourites here, so, you know... It's easy to say. He's a, he's a very nice dog, absolutely beautiful dog, beautiful kennel dog and can run. So mm. not very often you get that.
1: He's the complete package. Like Lala Kiwi, who's drawn four, was runners-up in the Melbourne Cup. Do you get the feeling, Corey, that, that this might be her stage to, to go one better in the Oz Cup? Oh,
4: uh, yeah. I, I do actually. I really ho- I hope Kiwi can get up and win it. She deserves it. She's been an absolute ripper and she was a bit unlucky. She. Missed a kick a bit in the Melbourne Cup, which cost her a little bit, but she was an absolutely massive run and, and you couldn't knock her for that. So I'm hoping you know, this Saturday could be her night and I hope so. <laughs>
1: I had Molly Haynes on the on the podcast. She was co-hosting before I removed her to to replace her with some some big guests, and one of those big guests being you. And she mentioned that Gypsy Bun was was sort of a greyhound that that had been waiting, or that the team have been waiting for her to come on season, so she can go to the breeders' barn. That hasn't happened, and and she's now found herself in an Oz Cup drawn seven after probably running the race of her life last week. <laughs>
4: Actually, she's been going, going good for the past couple, couple of months, I reckon. She made the Warrior Cup and everything. And, you know, I think, I think, if I'm being honest, I I don't actually know for sure, but I think she's the oldest out of the four and she'd probably be near on four year old and she's made the Australian Cup. The poor little thing's drawn box seven, but she's, She's won from Box 7 before, so we'll see
1: what we can do. She's been flying. No two ways about that. Who, who's the best? Who, who is the greyhound that wins and, and who do you see as the danger? Personally, I think La La Kiwi's hard to beat. I did a phantom call on this podcast a moment ago and I went with La La Kiwi leading all of the way, but I'm scared because I'm worried Zippy Tesla, if he's close, Corey, he is going to just launch to the line that last 100 metres.
4: Well James I oh, you must be a good judge of character because that was my call as well I'm 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 hoping she can take it out but if he's anywhere near her I I think we're in a bit of strife and Tessie might run her down. <laughs> but either way, you know, everyone
1: should be right. <laughs> hey, you're, not, you're not in strife if it's one of yours chasing the other one, that's for sure. Hey, just before I let you run, Corey, I appreciate your time on the, on the Premier Racing podcast, but I, I told a joke earlier with Molly Haynes on the podcast and, and she liked it, but I don't think she loved it. And I thought maybe you might enjoy it a little bit more. The joke is why do greyhounds struggle to dance?
4: Oh, good question. I've got no idea. Why because, is that?
1: Because they've got two left feet. <laughs> <laughs> Not bad?
4: Well, I'll, I'll give you that one. I like that one, Yeah, James. I'll I, give it to you. <laughs> I
1: thought you would. Hey, good luck with the Oz Cup. Half the field. It's an incredible achievement, and we wish you well. All the best uh, on Saturday night. <laughs> Thanks, Gang. And that uh, wraps up a huge jam-packed episode of the green light on Premier Racing podcast, Australian Cup edition. Hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, huge thanks to uh, to Molly Haynes, Molly Shaw as we call her and as well our, our two special guests. I hope you've enjoyed what has been a, a fun half an hour or so chatting about the Australian Cup. If you are wanting to know more, make sure you download the Watchdog app today and give Greyhound Racing Victoria a follow on Instagram as well. Well, until next time, safe travelling, happy punting. Let's go Mapunga Ruby, and let's go La La Kiwi. <laughs>